It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from the Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, fresh off the set of Fox and Friends, it's America's receptive voice, Brian Kilmeade. Hi, everyone. Brian Kilmeade. Thanks so much for listening. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. At the bottom of the hour, the great Martha McCallum be joining me in studio. Uh, and Howie Kurtz is uh, in our D.C. Bureau. We're going to unwind what is happening uh, with media organizations, uh, with what's going on over at CNN. The backstory, it looks like they're going to declare war on each other. Uh, Zucker against Cuomo. Unbelievable. The epic fall of the Cuomo brothers. It's hard to put that in perspective. I've never seen anything like it uh, as just part of the... Uh, one of these things where sometimes news gets somewhat predictable. We're always going to have a problem with Russia. It seems we're always going to be clashing with Iran. And then there's this. I did not see that coming. And we'll discuss all that, too, including the news that we woke up to today that I walked into. Uh, it was like the it was like 12 noon, uh, but yet it was 345 in the morning. I'm walking into our building, and I see nothing but cop cars and fire trucks in front of our building. I'm thinking it's got to be on 50th. It's got to be on 49th. Wait till it's on 48th. Uh, some nut job just put our Christmas tree, half million dollars, on fire and just smoked out the whole first floor of Fox News, 1211 6th Avenue. He's under arrest. He's going to be arraigned a little bit later today, but it is part of an overall lawlessness story uh, in New York and maybe your city, probably your city. Let's get to the big three. Now with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three. Number three. But literally, who enforces it? Like, who's the person? Do you, do you check with each company to make sure all their employees are vaccinated? Are you going to find the companies if they don't? So we have experience already with private sector with, as I said, restaurants and others, indoor entertainment. We had almost no fines. There was a lot of cooperation. Our Department of Health is going to work with the business sector. Uh, there is a ton of backlash from what Mayor de Blasio, soon to be former Mayor de Blasio, has done in New York City. Mandate mania. Court siding with the freedoms and liberty in New York. Uh, so far, they're re-examining these mandates, whether they are indeed constitutional. And the nation, when it comes to the vaccine, and maybe today in the Senate, as at least two Dems have joined Republicans to ban the vaccine, man- the, the vaccine mandates. Number two. Some of the retailers downtown in Michigan Avenue, I will tell you, I'm disappointed that they're not doing more to take safety uh, and make it a priority. For example, we still have retailers that won't institute um, plans like having security officers in their stores. Yes. Let's blame the retail stores. Crime and no punishment. No city is safe, and the lefty squad like DAs and zealots are the reason, as even the Fox Christmas tree is a target. Up in flames because of some psycho. Maybe you've had a similar experience. Even the White House knows they can no longer be associated with this pro-criminal policy. Number one. President Biden was direct and straightforward with President Putin, as he always is. He told President Putin directly that if Russia further invades Ukraine, the United States and our European allies would respond with strong economic measures. Jake Sullivan, last shot. Joe, to back off our two foes, China and Russia. Biden versus Putin, no script, no prompter, a lot at stake. What took place behind the scenes in the Joe Vlad sit-down? We'll discuss it and what it means for you and the Ukraine. And while China lashes out after our diplomatic boycott of the Winter Games, is that enough? Uh, let's bring in Howie Kurtz, host of Media Buzz. You see you uh, see him every Sunday at 11 o'clock. Uh, it ends at 12. And you can follow him at Howard Kurtz. Uh, Howie, welcome back. Thanks, Brian. 
Uh, first off, on your reaction to finding out that our tree is a target of vandalism and arson. Absolutely stunned. I mean, what kind of low life? How low do you have to go to torch a Christmas tree? I had no idea it cost a half a million dollars. I don't know whether this guy hated Fox, hated Christmas, or just generally is insane. But it's a tragedy, and I was really happy to see uh, and this has been publicly released that our CEO of Fox News Media, Suzanne Scott, said the tree is going to be rebuilt and, you know, greater than ever because you can't bow to this kind of terrorism. I know. I mean, we're not going to get another tree that size, but hopefully close. I mean, it was a, I don't know if you had a chance to see, it, but it was enormous. What's happened, Howie, which is pretty amazing, and just a credit to the company over the last three years, this has become an attraction where people from out of town not last year, obviously, but people from out of town start yeah. coming because they, they did it on the election. Fox did a great job imprinting this is a place to be on election night. And now they're doing it with Christmas. And it was really packed. When you walk out here at night, the crowds were packed, people taking pictures of it. It was a direct attack on you know Fox, but it's emblematic of the lawlessness. This guy was known to the cops in the area. Because he was he seems to have uh, emotional issues, to be kind, and has been arrested twice this year already. Man, it makes you wonder, and in cases where, you know, people actually get wounded or killed, you know, how it is that people are let out on bail after repeat offenses. The police often know who they are. Uh, that's really something. What's going on? Uh, you worked over at CNN. Are you shocked the series of events? And if so, what portion of the Cuomo release and the firing uh, took you most by surprise? Well, I'm shocked by a whole bunch of things that have happened in the year since I worked at CNN when it actually tried to at least be a straight news network. But, you know, what was most amazing to me is the role of Jeff Zucker because he bears as much responsibility for this as does Chris Cuomo. No question about it, Chris Cuomo, as I'm sure you've talked about at length, you know, crossed all kinds of journalistic red lines with the uh, using his media contacts to kind of become a part of his brother's defense team and all of that. And I, I, the more I found out about these texts and emails and the constant nature, the less I felt any sympathy for him at all because in his mind he was aiding his brother. But Jeff Zucker did nothing, did not uh, ask for an internal inquiry when this first came out months ago, did not uh, even give him a slap on the wrist, did not even publicly criticize it. Then suddenly, boom, he's suspended. And then five days later, boom, on a Saturday night, CNN has its own Saturday night massacre. Chris Cuomo is gone, and now there's a war of words between the two sides. So I'm both surprised that nothing was done earlier, and there seemed to be a blatant double standard, and I was surprised that uh, he uh, lost his job as quickly as he did, and now there is an effort by Zucker and CNN to say, you know, what he did was horrible, awful. Of course, we couldn't allow him to continue. Here is uh, the moment when Chris Cuomo says his brother got a raw deal. Andrew had his party enforcing a rule against them, him, that if you have accusations, you have problems. And you don't really get to vet the accusations and you don't get to go against your accusers. I did not want him to resign in the beginning because I believed him. And I thought that you don't resign, you ask for due process. And leave the women alone and let due process take care of the situation. Um, But eventually, when there wasn't going to be due process and his party was against him, and obviously the Republicans weren't going to help him, then he had no choice because he couldn't do the work of the state anymore. So he was explaining that on his radio show, and then he was got, he got suspended, and then he got fired a few days later because, I guess, the sexual harassment allegations that have emerged from his days at ABC. 
Yeah, and I, I have a little bit of a problem with that. And I can tell you from my reporting that the Chris Cuomo camp believes that that was the tipping point, that an attorney went to CNN last week and said, I have a client who's, who says that there was some kind of sexual misconduct more than 10 years ago. We don't know who the accuser is. We don't know what the nature of the accusation is. But I'm sure from CNN's point of view, it will be, okay, more bad stories, one more headache. Uh, and so I think if, if they were very close to firing him, that clearly may have helped, though CNN denies that. But let me talk a little bit about Chris Cuomo's view of the media. I've known Chris Cuomo a very long time. I've interviewed him many times. I know Andrew as well. Chris Cuomo grew up resenting the media because his father, of course, was Mario Cuomo. When Chris was a teenager, he's living in the governor's mansion in Albany. And uh, he felt that the press, although Mario Cuomo, you know, was was celebrated by many on the liberal side of the media, there were always these sort of mob rumors that were completely unfounded. So Chris Cuomo grew up with a kind of a natural resentment of the media, and then he thinks the media have been unfair to his brother. And so even though he's part of the media and was, you know, the the top-rated host at CNN and probably the face of CNN for all intents and purposes, um, he always had this resentment, which I think came out uh, when his brother came under investigation and ultimately was forced to resign uh, or face certain impeachment. So the one thing I found the biggest surprise for me, Howie, maybe not you, is that it's going to be war. He wants his $18 million. He was getting $6 million a year to do that one-hour show. Uh, astounding number, uh, especially because he was not winning. So it, he was getting, he was probably would have had that for life had this not come up. But now he's suing for it, and he also indicated, too, his offense is going to be Jeff Zucker knew everything. So he's going to look to burn down the house unless he gets the... Oh, I guess he gets a, degree, a portion of his $18 million. Does that surprise you that he's going to go this far? Well, it's not quite there yet. I did some reporting on this as well before I uh, talked about this on Fox. And um, although there was a New York Post story saying Chris Cuomo preparing to sue for his full salary, um, sources on both sides tell me that that hasn't happened yet. Now, could there ultimately be litigation? It's a hell of a lot of money, yes. But at the moment, he's not suing. Uh, usually what happens with these high-level departures when there's so much money at stake is there's negotiations and there's some kind of settlement. Nobody wants to get into a courtroom and have to testify about this. More bad publicity for Zucker, more bad publicity for CNN, certainly more bad publicity for Cuomo. And so, you know, usually, usually there'll be, you know, you get a lot of money, but you don't get all of the money. At the same time, when you talk about war of words, that is absolutely true. Uh, Cuomo's camp, uh, his spokesman, putting out statements saying that uh, he remained in very close contact with Jeff Zucker, uh, that uh, there were no secrets kept from Jeff Zucker. I mean, look, Jeff Zucker was Cuomo's champion. He hired him eight years ago. He defended him publicly through all kinds of controversies, including the thing that he greenlighted last year, which is was where this is all rooted, which was the Andrew and Chris show, the brothers yucking it up with the oversized Q-tips and all of that. So now it's like, no, 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 he didn't tell us. We didn't know. We had no idea. And it may be that there's some of the details Chris did not level with. I don't know. Uh, so at the very least, there's a war of words. Whether it becomes a legal war remains to be seen. So the other thing I want to talk about is what Dana Milbank wrote. He actually wrote a column saying that Trump, oh, yes. and, Trump and Biden got the same negative coverage. In fact, they treat Trump better. Here's him explaining that on CNN, Cut 35. The folks who did this uh, for me, they cast a very wide net. So you'd get the, you know, the extremes and also... All of us in the middle to the greatest extent possible. Uh, it's kind of what you would expect. It started out for Biden fairly favorable coverage the first few months of the year. Uh, the last four months, however, uh, Biden has been uh, at where Donald Trump was or 
lower than where Donald Trump is in terms of media sentiment. I mean, it's not bias, it's the actual words we're using. So uh, we are as negative as a collective media uh, on Joe Biden, if not more so than we were to Donald Trump at a time when he was trying to overthrow democracy. And I think that's a tremendous indictment of our whole industry. What do you think about his his conclusion? Well, first of all, even if the numbers are accurate, there's negative and there's negative. I've done a zillion of these studies. And so a negative story on Joe Biden might be Joe Biden has been slipping in the polls and can't seem to pass his agenda on Capitol Hill. That's negative. Negative on Donald Trump would be the guy's a racist, a misogynist, and a psychopath who is trying to destroy the country. That would also count as a negative. But beyond that, Dana Milbank at The Washington Post goes on to say that the press, and he includes, you know, all of our organizations, um, is being an accessory to destroying democracy by not giving Biden more favorable coverage than Donald Trump. And that basically is a call for journalists to be activists. That what? If Biden is having all kinds of problems, we should sugarcoat it. We should not. We should ignore it. We should play it down because we don't want to enable Trump and a possible comeback in 2024. I mean, this is what a lot of people think about the media already, that they hate Donald Trump so much that he can't get a, a break and that they are protective of Joe Biden. There has been some tough coverage of Biden, but nothing like the magnitude and the uh, viciousness uh, that marked the four years of the Trump presidency and the coverage of Donald Trump today. So I, I have to say that Milblank's call for us to change the tone of the coverage of President Biden because he thinks Donald Trump is such a, a horrible uh, human being uh, plays into what a lot of people already think about the press, that it's not playing it straight when it comes to coverage of the White House. Howie, I think I, I also hear stories from inside Washington that Jen Psaki and, her press, and the press corps and, and, the pre, and the press shop are trying to get more favorable coverage, talking to different members of the media, saying, guys, we'll get, uh, stop emphasizing the good numbers, not the bad. Is that happening? Um, I don't have any firsthand knowledge on that, but it sounds like uh, the kind of spin that any White House uh, might engage in where you're calling reporters and say, OK, you may think the country's going to hell. But if you look at this statistic and this economist says this and so forth, uh, the question is whether the press is buying it. I have no problem with Jen Psaki and anybody in the White House trying to sell their story, a more positive story. It's a tough sell right now, which is one of the reasons that Biden is way down in the polls. Uh, the question is whether that spin is being swallowed whole or, you know, or chewed up and spit out by the intended recipients who are the journalists that cover the White House and the administration. Yeah, there's a lot, man, uh, there's a lot going on this week for you. I know it's too early to get your show set because so much can happen Thursday, Friday, but um, I guess... I could uh, do two hours right now. You can. <laughs> you have to blow the break. Uh, yeah. uh, just the Christmas tree. Absolutely. Good visuals. Howie Kurtz, thanks so much. Good to talk to you, Brian. All right, check out Media Buzz uh, Sundays at 11. You'll listen to the Brian Kilmeade Show. We're going to come right back uh, with your phone calls, 1-866-408-7669. At the top of the hour, I am going to find a way to leave this show and in one minute get on Outnumbered and play the role of the man. Wish me luck. Educating. Entertaining. Enlightening. You're with Brian Kilmeade. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.